welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy. I've been <laughs> slowly. Um, I've never tried this beer before and I'm excited to try it. Um, it's an Elysian Space Dust IPA. Um, yeah, don't, don't I just look like a guy who drinks IPAs? You know, I got the beard and, and fuck hey, it. If it fits, go for it. <laughs> Ginger, everything. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Um, joining me today, uh, I have a graphic designer, visual artist, uh, trader, uh, who um, for a while uh, went under the name B Rated, but now she uh, goes by B Designs. Um, she's uh, uh, from Wisconsin, but now lives down south in uh, Alabama, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm excited to talk to her about her passions, artistry, and why she does what she does. Thank you very much, B, for joining me today. <laughs> Thank you for having me. You're so welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's been a good day for me. What about you? Yeah, well, uh, I'm, I like this beer. I uh, <laughs> So I, my day just got that much better. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> no, my day was fine. Um, um, I had a, like a meeting for a group I'm part of earlier today. And then I had another podcast and you're my, so I've been sitting in this exact spot for a couple hours now. Um, but luckily this is the one I get to drink on. So, um, <laughs> fun. yeah, yeah. Otherwise, uh, it's really gusty outside. So I haven't gone outside yet today. Super uh, nice here. Oh, is it? It really is. <laughs> is, it, is it really nice out there? No. no. It's what is nice. it, like 70 degrees or something? Outside, sunny. Yeah, it's pretty hot down here right now. You want to know how much more I want to hear about it? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I've been interviewing a lot of people that are in like tropical or warm climates. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I've... I had a couple of guests that were in like Arizona recently. I've had some folks from California and it's all like, you know, shorts, weather, screen doors open and shit like that. And we're up here. Like, up. Yeah. Oh my God. It's 55 degrees out. It's a heat wave. <laughs> yeah. 55 degrees down here. You'll catch people in like jackets, hoodies, beanies, like they bundle all up and I'm sitting here like, I haven't even cut the heat on yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, didn't you, well, um, since you're in Alabama, I know Texas is a huge deal, but the, the cold wave a couple weeks ago, like, did you guys get hit really bad? No, we didn't up. I think Northern Alabama and like Northern Mississippi got some snow, but we were, we're too far down to, to get, we got cold, but we didn't get any snow. And I was like, look, if we get any snow, I think they're going to shut down, like, everything. (laughs) It it just snow down here is like, wow. Right, right. It's like. It's laughable almost. Right. It's like another planet. Like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) Yeah. Well, y'all don't have the infrastructure for snow, whereas for us, we're just so prepared for it every year it was daylight savings yesterday so like luckily it's gonna the days are getting longer there's gonna be a lot more sun hopefully in the next couple weeks like things are looking up but i definitely can't wait to uh you know 
wear my slides again and uh, <laughs> <laughs> like just walk around and you know nice clothes yep. like There's a few people i know they uh they had like beach vibes on their um on their snapchat stories or at the beach or they were like out on a cooler on a pontoon or something i was like it's it's march like this is weird for me because like i've been down here for like three years but it's still like instinctively it just doesn't feel right to be on a beach in march (laughs) yeah yeah those that shit doesn't add up you're kind of like seasonal clock you know it's still it still has its (laughs) um it's like boundaries you know um but no i'm i'm definitely i'm a summer boy even though i've been in the midwest my whole life so maybe eventually i'll move somewhere warm and i'll stop complaining don't come down here because if you're a summer person now i promise you you're not going to be a summer person anymore when you move down here because the summers uh the summers here are like hell on earth to say so i've heard yeah yeah it's it's almost like you walk outside and it's i guess the closest thing i can describe alabama summer or any southern summer is like the same kind of heat that you have in wisconsin during the summer add like 10 or 15 degrees to it and then add the humidity like you like it would be if you walked into a bathroom that somebody took a shower just just took a shower in like it's just sticky and it's ugh, it's nasty <laughs> you Man, can't well, turn on the air conditioning Man, well what if i like that what if oh, what if i like that like, shit? you could like it but i you it won't be for that long okay. no you're you're probably right though because one thing for me that is often overlooked about the summer is the bugs and I am terrified of insects. Like I don't do spiders. I don't do, I definitely don't do centipedes. Um, and I imagine like those bugs, those bugs are meaner and bigger and uh, definitely are more used to people down there. Mm-hmm. We have um, these thing called palmetto bugs. Like that's their official name, but they're just, basically like you know the little roaches that you know you find somewhere they're like this this big well the ones that we have are like that big you know i i think yeah. i think uh i've heard enough about that i i, I yeah. don't so want to don't uh... come down here if you want to be okay because <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I live i live in an older house and you know they just get in the nooks and crannies sometimes and so i mean if you're not like prepared to see them and they just scurry across the floor yeah no i still i still have nightmares about it i occasionally get one in the house so i'd be i'd be terminating my lease and shit (laughs) oh yeah did i mention across the country (laughs) yeah they can fly yeah i'm moving across the country then and I, i would say no i'll move in the southwest and there won't be as many bugs but there definitely still are that yeah. and like there's snakes too. Yeah, see, that's where you lose me. I'm <laughs> snakes are a no for me. <laughs> Man, well, I guess I'll I guess I'll be uh dealing with winters a little bit longer than uh up here. Because at least you got a good part of the year where there's no mosquitoes. There's mosquitoes here all year round. Yeah, 
fuck that. Um, yeah, you got to get that uh, that bug spray handy all the time. And flying termites. There's also those. Man, why did you move down there again? <laughs> Just to get a damn paper that says I can actually do what I know how to do, essentially. Oh, that's valid. Um, that is totally valid. And that's actually a good segue to start getting into it. So yeah. B, what we talk about on Mr. Nice Guy, we talk love and fear, passion and creativity. And so mm-hmm. as uh, as mentioned earlier, uh, this is our first time officially like talking and like really um, like sharing space, like hearing about what you do and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think I like added you like a while back because of mutual friends and also like I'm always interested in what artists are doing and like what inspires them because you know like that's the idea of this show is like being creative you view (laughs) the world you view the world and yourself in like an abstract way and uh, um, I'm excited to hear more about like uh, your portfolio and stuff like that but first so where where did you grow up? I grew up in a small town outside of Madison called Wanakee. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Sure. I was graduated that high school in 2016. Yeah, in 2016. And then I knew I didn't want to stay in the Madison area because, I mean, I grew up around Madison, like, my whole life or early life. <laughs> and I was like, nope, I'm getting the hell out of here. Nope. So I moved to Milwaukee, um, started college there at UWM for two years. And then I didn't really like the graphic design program all that well. It just wasn't giving me the, the I don't know, the education that I, I thought that I needed. And I was like, you know what? No, I need to. And my, my dad lived in um, Alabama for a couple of years when I was kind of thinking about that. And he's like, well, why don't you just come down here and go to the college that's here? They have a really good art program and finished college here. I was like, why not? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I was like, warm weather. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, yeah. Um, what, uh, what did you like about UWM or Milwaukee, I guess? Um, just the city life, like here in Mobile, like, yes, it's a city, but you don't really get that kind of like downtown city, like hustle bustle anywhere. It's kind of like, there's about a mile, a square foot mile of downtown. And then the rest is just like either ports or like neighborhoods and random stuff. (laughs) Port. (laughs) Right. There's not as much of like a, like a bustling district where people get together either no and like milwaukee especially at the east side where i lived kind of near campus it's kind of artsy fartsy so down here it's not it's just kind of historic and then you just get like the historic like plantation houses and like a lot of history and stuff but that's about it and a bunch of racist people (laughs) a lot of those a lot of trump supporters as well and i was like oh yeah that accounts for uh a, an alarming amount of uh, the rural uh, parts of our country. Uh, and that's, that definitely carries over here too. Uh, a lot of our state is uh, racist. Yeah, I was surprised it went, went blue when it did. And I was like, 
Oh. Huh. Word? Yeah. <clears throat> oh? I was yeah. like, I knew Alabama was going to be red. That was kind of a given, but oh, okay, Wisconsin. Yeah. Like, Milwaukee's like got a, yes, like it is like a metropolitan area, but it still has like that small city vibe where it's really easy yeah. to meet people and navigate. Um, I live in River West, which is about as artsy as it gets over here. <laughs> I love people that are just as poor as I am and drink uh, shitty beer and love live music. Um, and that is... That is Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. It's my people. Basically, basically sums that up in, yeah. in one sentence. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, so uh, you came down, what was the school you went to in Alabama? South Alabama. So it's it's in Mobile. It's in the southernmost part of Alabama, other than like the islands. <laughs> but oh, yeah. yeah, right on the bay of like Mobile Bay. So, okay, cool. So let's take it back a little even further to hear more about just like what like art kind of uh, meant to you as a kid and just like how it sort of start, like where you sparked an interest in it growing up and like decided would decide it's something you want to do with your life? Um, I think it had to be probably somewhere in like the early elementary school like era. Yeah. Um, the elementary school that I went to is actually right behind my house where I grew up. So it was just like literally like walk over there. And it was one of those things where like art class was fun for me. Like I actually enjoyed doing like artsy projects or like they would make those paper Thanksgiving turkeys in class or something. <laughs> like, we had to make I, those too, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> just, or like the gingerbread houses made out of milk cartons. Like I just found those kind of things just really fun. Um, and then just as I got older and I progressed through school, it was kind of like, okay, now we're kind of upgrading into like, paint or watercolor or clay or something like that and it was like okay like I actually look forward to going to art class every day or every other day and my older brother actually was really good at like not bubble letters but like block letters when he used to make his like posters for high school so he was five years above me so he was doing stuff for like high school and I was in like intermediate school or something um and I specifically remember one time it was like, okay, I want to do that. And my brother was sitting at the kitchen counter working on this like little poster for like science class or something. <laughs> and he was writing those block letters with like marker. And then he was like, okay, now when you color these, you got to like with the marker, you got to stroke it in the same direction. So it's like an even color. And then just like ever since then, it just was kind of something where like, I just wanted to do art. I didn't know what kind specifically up until like sophomore, junior year of high school. Mm. And then I was like, okay, well, I don't wanna do clay. That's too messy for me. I love painting. I love watercolor, anything painting wise. Don't wanna do textiles or printmaking. It's too messy for me. <laughs> Even though paint is messy, but it was just kind of something like paint. painting was something I was good at. But then when I kind of like, got into the photography class I was like okay this is really this is really up my alley and then photoshop came along in my life and then 
I remember sitting on my computer. I was supposed to be doing homework for something else. And I was sitting there YouTubing like how to make a cartoon in Photoshop or how to do this in Photoshop. And it was just like, it clicked. And I was like, okay, graph design. That's what I want to do. That's it. It's, it's over. <laughs> I found it. I found it. Yeah. 18 so, different art classes later. That's right. Yeah. It's, I found it. Now I got to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for the record, you're right. Like, I hate like I hated art class in elementary school. Hated it because I would always like. For one, I mean, I remember my elementary school art teacher was a bitch. <laughs> she, <laughs> she she was just so fucking mean. She was this really nasty old lady. She would just always like take points off for like dumb shit. You know, I'm like, <laughs> I, I would never feel like I was like, like I could ever get it right in that class. But then like in like fourth grade, you know, we had a lot more, by that point, you know, we had like more free drawing and shit like that. And I remember I sat at a table, like the table I sat at was with like all my like best friends and my friends would draw like these elaborate like um, scenes, like illustrations of like <laughs> dinosaurs, like destroying cities and shit like that. <laughs> and, like it was then at that point we were like laughing our asses off in art class and then that's like no art can be fucking fun yeah it depends on just like well a lot of it you know in the case of many uh subjects and passions like a lot of that inspiration has to come from the instructor you know yeah and, and sometimes when that instructor is like too harsh it's like okay well you're not letting me be creative you're just making me do something you made up right so I feel like once I got out of high school and kind of got into college I was like okay well I'm doing these all these projects for school and I wasn't really able to like express myself in the way that I wanted to and then so that's where when I moved down here the painting minor came in because I was like I can do whatever the hell I want to I can paint whatever the hell I want to I don't have to design a logo specifically for some specific company or yeah. person or project I can paint literally whatever I want to and that Creative was control yeah yeah that was that was freeing for me yeah. awesome um yeah so once you decided like you know, this was going to be your focal point doing graphic design. So you came to UWM. Mm -hmm. um, and then you came to um, Alabama. So, yeah, I guess like ultimately, like with finishing your degree, um, uh, carrying over what you took away from starting at UWM, like what do you have to say about the program that you were in? And uh, ultimately, just like how it, um, all fell into place for you? Um, I think the reason I moved out of UWM was not like the art program specifically like itself or anything wrong with it. It was just that like I was taking classes that weren't for me felt like weren't applying to like my degree. I, I mean I remember I was taking a like what I would consider an eighth grade level of math, like my freshman year. I and had to take that shit too. 
they put me at the back of the class because I kept answering all the answers and nobody else knew them. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, what am I going to do? She's like, no, go sit at the back and don't answer any questions because clearly you know everything. Like, was, like, uh, like Math 92 or whatever. Yeah, it was like, yeah. When I, I, I remember specifically when I went to go sign up for classes, my advisor or whoever at orientation was like okay well this math class is for people who aren't going to be taking math anymore like they're not majoring in math you know I was like well that that's me like I'm not not majoring in math (laughs) so I signed up for it not knowing that it was like literally like freshman year or eighth grade level math class like we were like converting decimals into percentages and then those percentages into fractions i was like yep yeah you guys know how to do this no the worst was we had to do like the alex you know like those online modules and shit and uh, i remember like i forgot to like finish mine or something like that and i had to like do like the winterum to finish the class because all because of the stupid modules like yeah no that i hate that shit and i i totally like i empathize with like take having to like take all these like really like yeah. rudimentary courses that really yeah. don't apply to you at all and it sucked because like you know you can take those placement tests i think it was called a placement test when you first get in for like orientation they like here's a test you take it and it kind of places you like sees where you're at and versus like in all your um core classes and I was like I clearly tested out of this class like why am I in it and then that semester I had to it was too late in the semester to um switch the math class so I had to literally stick it out the whole semester (laughs) and just sit at the back of the class she wouldn't let me work in the math book or like work ahead. So I had to just sit there and just kind of like zone out the whole time. And then the next semester, they made me take another math class that was the original math class I was supposed to take. So basically that was like two, like a full semester of mainly wasted time. And I could have been taking other art classes, but my other art classes, they had me take like a ceramic or like sculpture class. I was like, I don't like, I, I don't mind doing like clay and pottery and stuff, but like, it's I'm not a, your wheelhouse. Not, not my, it's not my major. Like, yeah. And this was before I even declared my minor as painting, like it was strictly just graphic design. And it's just like, I'm paying all this money, all these extra fees for like all this other stuff that I don't need and it was just kind of like okay yeah it's time to time to move (laughs) it's time to transfer yeah so then you got to Alabama and you didn't have to worry about that anymore well when I transferred some of the credits or like the placement test they don't do placement tests down here so some of like those classes that I tested out of I had to then retake when I got down here because I, it didn't apply. So when I came down here, I kind of, I lost, like, I lost a semester or two or something. Like right now, I would have already been graduated, I think. Yeah, because I, I graduated high school in 2016. 
and then I would have been graduated at 2020 in 2020 so it sucked but it was like it was kind of worth it in the end it was like you know what why not but it's been a long five years of school I'll tell you that much <laughs> are you done this semester yeah I'm I graduate in on a no May May 9th or May 8th I think it's May 8th <laughs> but yeah I graduated in like a little little over a month now so yeah well you're on home stretch yes finally yeah um so have you like have you liked the program there like is, has it felt yeah. a lot more like you it's, yeah it's definitely more um more personal I want to say like the instructors are definitely more like one-on-one -on -one, you know I have my instructor's phone numbers my their email all that so um especially when covid hit like we all had to go on online it was it was hard to maintain it like i've had to set up a studio like a paint studio in my living room to <laughs> keep up with the painting classes but it's been a weird long year and some change since covid but it is what it is yeah Definitely there have been some silver linings personally with COVID because like I've definitely had to do a lot of like deep self-reflection and kind of figure mm -hmm. out like, you know, like this is what I want my, my life to look like post-COVID and this is what I don't want it to right. look like, you know, and I think that's been the case for a lot of people. But um, yeah, it's still been like a lot of goals you have have to be like altered or you know otherwise postponed and yeah it still, it still has been very shitty in a lot of ways but you know that's dope that you're uh, finally finishing up um this semester yeah, i'm so excited <laughs> yeah so i'm interested in like so being with being as like you know you've obviously like um worked with a lot of different facets of visual art um what have been like some of your biggest like influences or inspirations um, in your craft and in the pieces you make and the imagery and stuff like that? Um, I want to say that like since I actually started doing art for real, um, a lot of the inspiration that I get actually comes from just anything I see day to day or like movies or just something I see in Hobby Lobby or Michaels or something like actually one of the paintings that I recently painted um it's called blueprint it's like that blue glass skull I saw it at Michael's and I was like I like it and it lights up so one of my prompts for painting was to paint something but in a different color so I just put a blue light over like one of my lamps and just took a picture and painted it so it kind of just my inspiration isn't like narrowed down to one or two things or like a handful of things. It's mainly just like everything, <laughs> which I guess is like a really broad answer, but it's true. Like I, I really gather inspiration from like people, nature, movies, different artists, um, music, just through the whole spectrum. Yeah. Just like observing, being an observer to day to day yeah. surroundings and then like getting an idea, like, oh like that look cool with like this concept or something like that yeah like a lot of the historic um like huge mansions down here 
especially just on the block actually next to where I live, they have like a lot of um, statues. And I don't know, every time I see it, I was like, I want to paint it. <laughs> or just, it kind of just happens to where I think it's my Photoshop brain where I just kind of like, I see something, I'm like, okay, that would look cool with this behind this in front of here. And then down, yeah, it's just, I kind of like Photoshop it all together in my head. So that's cool. I, I like that. Um, yeah, and you know, I've I've never been an artist, like a visual artist by trade, whatsoever in my life. Like, and I've never taken a photography class. I've never like done any of that kind of stuff. However, um, you know, like I'm very nature oriented. Like, you know, I I love I love the outdoors. I love being outside, and I love like you know, nature photography, I really like, like, one of the biggest inspirations for me is the sky. Mm -hmm. um, and just the way the clouds illuminate or otherwise, like, just kind of set the the mood yeah. uh, of, of the environment, like the sky is like a really big um, inspiration of mine. And one thing I've really been getting into with quarantine has been like, just personal photography that I like go to like a park um, or a hike or a trail or just somewhere somewhere like you know uh, scenic it doesn't even have to be nature it can be like you know just the neighborhood itself but playing around taking going around taking pictures of things that seem like aesthetically pleasing and just messing around with like the different iPhone um, editing tools to play with the contrast and like the, the saturation and the uh, definition and stuff like that. I mean, has just been turning my photos into like dreamlike fantasies that, yeah. you know, are telling stories without words, really. I mean, I'll try to come up with something like witty for the caption, you know, but, but it's just like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's even just simple stuff like that, like on a personal, just leisurely level, um, just helps convey like a certain kind of mood or a, um, or a idea that I find beautiful. And I, I always enjoy that about like an artist or a creative mind where it's like we can see something that looks normal to the regular person, but we find it as like that would that's really cool or we kind of pick it apart or we make it into something that nobody thought you could make it into or something like that I just always appreciate like the abstract like out of the box thinking that a lot of creatives and artists artists have no matter what medium they're using yeah like it's instinctual yeah like I just I really enjoy how like we can take like a rock and turn it into like a sunflower or something <laughs> Like it, it doesn't matter. Like, and it exactly what you were doing. Like you can take just normal things that people pass by on the street and don't think twice about it. And you, you think twice about it, you know, it's yeah. really, I, I really like that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, we are, and that goes to show like, just, you know, the, the tools and the utility that we have at our disposal Mm -hmm. just by having an iphone these days or an android or whatever you have like 
and just how you can become like a masterful creative storyteller yeah with you know simple settings that come with like the default package of your device and like it's it's slept on for sure (laughs) it's it's powerful it makes me like I have like a whole list in my phone of like all the parks I still want to visit like in the area that I just want to go out and just keep shooting pictures and uh seeing what I come up with you know and uh I'm sure and you have uh similar um exploits yourself yeah I there's a lot of nice places around here especially like the beach area um but you know like with the hurricane season that we had last season a lot of them are kind of either a under reconstruction or b still closed or you know COVID or whatever um but yeah it's it's definitely just really cool that you know like you can just see something and turn it into something else. And I just yeah. I always found that really, really fascinating. The world is our workshop. <laughs> <laughs> our minds are our workshop, really. Sure, right. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the mind is the workshop, but the world is our canvas box. Yeah. Sandbox, yeah. canvas, canvas works too. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hear about where you came up with B-rated. Um, it kind of stemmed from like, uh, like you know, R-rated movies or like I don't know, just any R, like R-rated movies. And then I was already my nickname amongst my friends was B. So then I was like, instead of R-rated, it's B-rated, and that's how that came about. <laughs> And then I just changed the A to an X and I was like, done, got it. But yeah, it was, it was definitely like, it wasn't necessarily like planned. It just kind of, it kind of came to me and I was like, I'm running with it. I'm running with it. And yeah, a lot of people were like, what is it, is it B? rx is it be rexted i'm like no no. rx ted (laughs) like it be space rexted i was like it's not b rex like i've i've gotten that a lot too like t-rex but it's b rexted Um, i don't people are overthinking it (laughs) yeah i was like just just simplify it in your mind and it's 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 that and yeah yeah but yeah, I definitely changed it. Um, throughout the years, I've kind of gone from just like Brooke then to just the like single letter B. And then I fell in love with the color yellow, as you can see. And then, um, just like my mom buys me all these bumblebee things and it just kind of like, I just kind of embodied and just ran with it just B is B-E-E and then I kind of still kept my last name because I don't know what else I would change it to (laughs) so I was like you know most people call me B everybody calls me B I introduce myself as B unless it's like something professional and then I'm like oh my name is Brooke (laughs) but then they start calling me B eventually anyway so yeah it's it's just kind of been like great 
becoming who I was meant to become and kind of just like embracing that. Save the bees. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Save them. You know, you really found an identity. You found a brand um, that that really resonates with you. So yeah, that's that's awesome. Um, So then, yeah, so how are you operating now? Like, um, I know you have a website. Are you like doing commissions? Like uh, how, yeah, like uh, what are you up to? Um, With school, uh, I have like a senior thesis going. Um, I have an internship as well, which is my third class this semester. And then I have a painting class as well. Even though it's three classes, those three classes require like a crap ton of work um, day to day, especially my internship. so like I take commissions if they're like really small works, like just like reworking a logo or something I can paint that works with my painting class or painting prop or something like that. Um, but like as of lately, I've been pretty busy with my internship and painting and and whatnot. So I do have a website. It was actually part of a project from last semester. And I built the whole thing myself, designed the whole thing myself. So it's kind of like in and of itself, it was an art project. So I want to change it, but it's part of me is like, but it's the original, like you got to sign it or something. But um, no, I, I have my portfolio up on there. I do need to update it, to be honest with you. I really need to update it. But um, for the most part, yeah, I'm working on getting some prints done for my paintings. Um, Like my entire apartment is just like, if you can see all of that, it's just, I mean, there's no wall space anymore. (laughs) I did did notice that, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, There's literally no wall space anymore. Um, Like in the kitchen, in my room, in the living room, I mean, there's really no wall space. Um, There's just a bunch of bees everywhere. It's a bunch of paintings. It's a bunch of still life paintings. I mean, it's a bunch of just random paintings or designs I had already printed out from a few semesters ago. Uh, there's a couple of still lives over there in that corner, but I've run out of room so much so that like there's just canvases just stacked up on each other, like right over here to my to my left. So I have like a little in-home painting studio and then yeah just whenever I can I try to do some commissions but for the most part it's just waiting to graduate (laughs) yeah I don't blame you what's your thesis um my senior thesis is a bee bee wax candle making company called the beehive candles company (laughs) um so I wanted to do something that involved the bees, but like didn't involve me necessarily, but it, but it still does. <laughs> um, so essentially it's like a, a candle making company. I've actually learned how to make candles in the past month or so, which is kind of fun. Um, I don't have to buy candles anymore, um, but it's been great. I've designed quite a lot. Um, there's like subscription boxes. Of course, all of this is just kind of, it's just a mock-up, but there's like subscription boxes to make your own candles. Like it comes with like the soy wax bag and like the, the wick and the candle holder. 
and your scent or whatever. Um, and it's going to come with a website too, but uh, essentially like the thesis was that this company makes all handmade candles and then each like a 15% of each purchase goes towards um, an organization that saves the bees. So right. I could, I could make it a real thing, but it just, as of right now, <laughs> it's a mock-up. Low key. I kind of hope you do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's real, like kind of part of being a kid to me was bees you know was just like you know like it's it's just kind of like a uh, a thing you you're conscious of and you fear as a kid is like getting stung you know obviously yeah but but yeah I mean as as I've gotten older I mean it's like my parents were horticulturalists so like I was yeah. outside all the time and you see less and less of them over the years and you're like oh wow like colony collapse disorder and shit like that like man like it, it's kind of a, an alarming issue and i mean some people talk about it sometimes but it's like mm -hmm. legit an issue so i mean that would be pretty that would be cool but obviously like you're you're an artist you know it's like you're not this like beekeeper you know? yeah yeah um it's funny that you, you mentioned that though, because when I moved into this apartment, I moved almost a year ago now um, to like the day, but we, I moved in originally by myself and then my roommate joined me like halfway in the lease. Um, but when I moved in, it's the upper floor of a house. So downstairs is wrenched out to my downstairs neighbors, like the whole downstairs and I have the entire upstairs. Um, and it's basically just like a single family home split into two apartments. So like, it still has that like quirky, like layout. Um, so over in the bathroom, I was in the bathroom one time brushing my teeth. I'm like, why do I hear this like buzzing humming noise? Like I'm not, I'm not tripping. I can hear it. Like it's not my toothbrush or anything. Um, and so next thing you know, like a couple of days after I kind of noticed the humming, these like, they weren't wasps, but they weren't bumblebees. They were like honeybees. And I didn't know at that time, <laughs> there was a, a difference between like bumblebees and honeybees, um, but they kept getting into my apartment and I have a dog. So I guess my first concern was like, I don't want him to get stung because that's a huge vet bill. Um, but they kept getting into the bathroom area and kind of like the laundry room area. They're all kind of set up in the same hallway and they kept just buzzing around, buzzing around until they died because they didn't have nowhere to go. Well, I had called the, the landlord. I was like, hey, there's bees in my apartment. Like, Come help, please. Well, an extractor came out. I'm like, supposed to be the only bee here. Yeah. I'm like I'm the only one that lives here. That's yeah. paying money to live here at least. I'm the bee that <laughs> yeah that pays rent. Yeah. Exactly. So turns out the an exterminator came in and he's like, yeah, there's well, there seems to be a beehive on the exterior of the house, but it's in the same area area where your breaker unit is. 
So he's like, yeah, they're getting into the breaker unit and therefore getting your house. I was like, okay, but the room where the breaker unit is in is constantly shut. So, and the breaker unit itself is closed. So I was just like, okay, you know, so he took the hive that was on the exterior of the house down. Um, and I was like, okay, cool, problem solved. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was I was gravely mistaken. So next thing you know, there gets more more and more bees in my house. I was like, where the hell are they coming from? I was taping my bathroom window shut. Like I didn't know. It turns out there was a three-year-old hive in the walls where the breaker unit was in between the wall space or something so a beekeeper like an actual beekeeper came in he's like yeah i'm gonna have to knock down all these walls i was like okay (laughs) wow and so me my roommate and i and my dog were stuck in the living room while he's literally you can hear the jackhammer in the wall like <laughs> he's like you gotta come look at this like 30 minutes later i was like oh shit okay well we, i walked back into the storage room which is where the breaker unit is the room that just scares the shit out of me <laughs> so i keep close and there was a hive from floor to about six feet up the wall and it encompassed the entire width of the wall and he's like you see the black hive down there i was like yeah i've never seen a black honeycomb before he's like yeah because it's three years old the darker the honeycomb the older it is i was like so you mean to tell me that this has been here for three years and nobody's noticed it he's like yeah he's like how <laughs> i was like how he said yeah yeah that sounds about right <laughs> fuck but it took him about four hours to get all the bees out of the wall, including the honeycomb as well. And it turns out that they were getting in through the old aluminum um, electrical piping from when the when the house was first built. He's like, yeah, your house is like over 120 years old. I was like, okay, thanks. Not only is it haunted, but now it's got a beehive in it too. Thanks. Totally going to sleep at night now. Wow, it's haunted too? Yeah, I, I, think, I think so. Like, I don't normally am the one that like kind of believes in that but there's certain things that happens that it's just like there's no way that there's no I mean there's nobody in the kitchen yet there's like pots and pans moving and I don't know why (laughs) but yeah well damn yeah haunted and beehive like I mean that's yeah that's that's a recipe for some horror (laughs) yeah I'm like not only is it buzzing but now it's now it's haunted yay damn well shit uh, i guess that's a little m- bit more than you bargained for um, right like moved in with some roommates already yeah um well i guess uh my last question for you b yeah actually no i've got collide i got two more questions for you <laughs> um the first one is so like do you feel like you have to be in like a certain like mood or mindset in order to start creating like to start a piece it depends i think it kind of depends on the piece itself um i've definitely kind of like owned up to being a procrastinator as of covid era yeah Uh, 
just kind of putting things off, putting things off, like not really having energy or the drive to like start painting. I think it's mainly the painting pieces where I'm like, <laughs> fine. Yeah. But once I start it, I don't stop. And that that is the other thing where I can create, 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 paint, 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 like for hours on end and not get tired of sitting there painting it's just the matter of like actually getting started where i'm yeah. like okay yeah but getting, getting started is definitely the hardest part yeah it's it's the first and hardest part um definitely when you're painting i think also coming up with like what i'm gonna paint is what takes me so long to start <laughs> yeah so and that kind of segues into my last question which is like so so you 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 want like once you graduate so you want a career like more in like the graphic design realm but mm -hmm. you still do a lot of like physical painting um like kind of like as a hobby as like a, just a creative outlet sort of thing yeah it's sometimes they play with each other and i can kind of use something that i've painted um in something i've designed or take something i designed and paint it <laughs> sometimes they work hand in hand but most of the time it's um designing is like the full time and then paintings the part time but i really i really enjoy designing but i also really enjoy painting so i kind of balance them to the the two out most of the time oh what about uh tell me about trading like what's that all about so i started that about a month and a half ago now um one of my good friends who actually got me started and it's just basically hfx trading which is high frequency trading and forex trading um and no it sounds really intimidating and most people are like oh it's really risky don't do it but the group that i got with provides like all the educational videos all of the zoom calls and stuff like that to get started and once once I got started, I just ran with it and I was able to quit my job that I was working and and make enough money to sustain myself. So it's been, definitely been like an un, unexpected blessing. So I love it. I actually really love it. So. so what is that like stocks and shit or? So it's not, it is like stocks, but it's not like company stocks. So it, basically we're just sitting there trading currencies against currencies um same thing kind of like when you go out of country and you have to exchange the u.s dollar for wherever country you're going and then when you come back you have to do that but in reverse um we're just basically determining like we're, we're not, when we go in for a trade we're just saying like either the market's going to be higher or lower than the point that we go in and if it is higher or lower like we said we win the trade and boom money so it's it's not stock market but it's the the currency stock market so like is but it isn't <laughs> yeah. these are things that seem very complicated to outsiders but things that definitely many of us millennials should be conscious of gotcha well i was curious about that i was like what does that mean yeah. um so well b thank you for joining yeah, me today um i've enjoyed talking to you a lot um definitely love hearing about your art your inspirations and you know just uh also um finding a beehive uh in the walls of your house 
Yeah, that was where like, okay, I'm I'm B. It's that was a sign. <laughs> You're like, I'm the B here. Yeah, I'm the queen B. Thank you. Yeah, I'm. I'm <laughs> yeah, I'm the fucking B. Y'all, y'all gotta get <laughs> out of here. Yeah. Um, so as we close out, I ask everyone the same few questions. Um, the first is, um, B, what keeps you up at night? Where wind comes from. I can tell you that. Uh, <laughs> that was the first thing off the top of my head. Well, wind comes from uh, movements in the atmosphere. <laughs> uh, well, which is often affected by you know, natural elements such as topsoil and uh, natural formations such as mountains. Um, but yeah, no, wind is, uh, it's really fucking windy today. Like, <laughs> my windows have been like shaking like all fucking day. It gets pretty crazy down here sometimes, especially like the hurricane season where it gets like super, super windy. Like you can hear it actually. So I know there's, there's no tornadoes down here, but we have hurricanes, so. Mm. I've always wanted a storm chase. That's something I I would totally do if I had the opportunity. But hurricanes, though, that shit is dangerous. Yeah, I'm not as familiar. Not that a tornado isn't, but I feel like a hurricane's probably got but got it topped. A lot more large scale. Yeah. <laughs> and there's well, water too. Yeah. The second question is what puts you to sleep? Um I want to say, like, watching time-lapse of, this is so specific, but, like, watching time-lapse of, um, I can't think of the word, but people who, like, restore old paintings, where, like, oh, they take varnish off and then reapply it. I don't know why. It's just, it, it's great to watch. It's just, like, one of those time-lapse things. It just, it's, it's very fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I could see that. I mean, in the same way that like Bob Ross is stimulating the people, like it's um, yeah. I follow I follow a couple of Reddits that are sort of like that, where it's like mm -hmm. oddly satisfying, you know, like shit like that. Yeah, it, it's definitely oddly satisfying. <laughs> Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. You're welcome uh this is a good time uh for everyone watching um i'll be tagging a link to beheightland.com <laughs> uh so you can check out her work her portfolio a little bit more about her um save the bees of course yes and uh we're gonna be wishing her luck uh in her journey as an artistic uh post-grad stay tuned Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.